welcome to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. And be petty, because I have a petty spirit. So if my petty spirit is live, it's it well. the church folk used to say I'm blessed and highly favored right (laughs) (laughs) all smiles over here yes it's a good day it is let's go ahead and jump into this week's car chatter and of course we need to talk about Nipsey Hussle who got shot and unfortunately passed away because a gunshot wound from some guy in the neighborhood. Yeah, some guy that they, they had had words during the day. Uh, he had come around to Nipsey's store and Nipsey had told him that he kind of heard that he was a snitch. So it's probably not a good look for him to be hanging around the store. And I guess the guy didn't like that critique of him. So he came back and shot him and it's just horrible like it really is and the, it, it makes you wonder and I guess that's just that that lifestyle somebody says something that you don't like or somebody disrespects you or you take it as disrespect and instead of I guess back in the day squaring up and fighting you just automatically Go because he left from my understanding, right? And got a gun and came back, right? And you're not high school, you're a grown man. Like, why, why wouldn't you know that that was just wrong? Like, and, and not that anybody should be shot like that, but you knew what kind you're from that neighborhood so you know what kind of person and who he was to this neighborhood would it take what can't you just take a second to think about what your actions could cause you know what kind of damage like it's just sad that he he nipsey made it big and was giving back to his community and trying to educate people in his community about how to do better and technology and all these different things. And he gets taken out by somebody who didn't like the way he spoke to him or whatever he said to him. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's senseless. And that was something that was discussed on the on the Breakfast Club. Should you leave? Once you, you make it big or you, you're you at a certain level where you could garner some jealousy or hate because you did succeed, or should you stay in your neighborhood and, and help? You know, And we all know that Nipsey 
chose to stay in the neighborhood and he was a big influence in the neighborhood. And some people say, had he not stayed, he may still be with us. Well, I think one of the issues is he, he had security, but he left his security behind and he was going to run to his store to get clothes for somebody who had just been released from prison and he wanted to look nice when he saw his family or whatever. So Nipsey was going yeah. to take him to get some clothes. But I I I think you know it's it's kind of in the time that we're in. It seems like back in the day if you came back to your neighborhood and you helped out in your neighborhood, people appreciated that kind of thing. Nowadays, it just seems like it's it's almost unhealthy to do something like that. And it's really sad because that's what we preach, you know, go out, make it big, come back to your neighborhood and, you know, teach others how to do what you did and bring them up and all that. But then you see this kind of stuff happening. Like who would want to do that knowing that this could be me, you know? That's true. And in this climate, it would seem that the thing to do is you need to go and be in a safe environment and still reach out and still help and still give your resources, but still being in that place may not be the best thing right. for a, a person that's made it out and definitely not maybe for their, their family. And Which is unfortunate. also say it is unfortunate and he was only 33 years old. Wow. Very, very young and it's just a unfortunate situation a very sad situation and looking at social media it's taken a lot of people by surprise and and it seems like everybody is mourning over right well because it was sad though but a lot of people didn't know all the things that he was doing for his community and and for young black men as a whole until he died, you know? And I would say that I am one of those people. Uh, I don't know his music, not, uh, was not a follower of him. I did hear an interview he did on the breakfast club last year. I think it was, but I didn't really know his story per se. And that's true for a lot of people. And the same thing happened, which normally happens. I think the day after a couple of days after his passing, his music streams went up like 300%, I think. Yeah. Or maybe even more than that, but it was like a crazy number. That yeah. It, it shot up. Yeah. So definitely rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle and prayers to his family, his friends, especially his his kids and and right. more in London. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing that I wanted to touch on was Monica filed for divorce. Was that a surprise to you? You know, it was a surprise because I. I don't watch the family hustle or whatever. I follow her on Instagram or one of those or something, but she doesn't come up in my timeline that much. 
But I just assumed that they were happy-go-lucky, you know. And then when I saw that, I was like, wait. I, I saw it on social media, and I was like, okay, this is, you know, some kind of story, whatever. And then I started seeing it more and more, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad because she seemed really happy. Yeah, yeah, I I thought so too. Now, I did watch the... Uh, family and friends or family hostel yeah. and friends or I'm not sure the name but I did watch that and I want to say that maybe Shannon was on a episode or two maybe I think maybe at the daughter's birthday party I'm not 100% sure about that but he wasn't on there a lot she did speak of him and it came across that they were good and they were happy and everything was was okay. I don't follow her on social media, but sometimes when some of the other sites post her stuff, I see she's mostly posting about her kids or with her kids right. and things of that nature. And I guess maybe it was one of those things where she got quiet about the personal life because maybe they were trying to figure out can we do this can we not do this will this work can it work not sure and part of me wants to say that she's filed before I feel like she has yeah or have they sure is is this her first marriage yes her other son I don't think that she was married to his dad, uh, she's married, but I feel like she had filed before and then they got back together, I guess, worked yeah. things out. Yes. And, and maybe that'll happen this time. Uh, I, uh, hopefully whatever is best for them, their family and the kids yeah. is what I wish for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And now we can jump into this week's conversation and let's talk about friendships. And okay. we can be more specific because we are black women and we right. are black women of a particular age. So let's talk about friendships among black women of a particular age and the fact that society would say that black women can't get along and black women are catty and we are not true friends to one another and we don't trust one another. We don't support one another. We, we don't have each other's backs. And that's what, I don't agree with that, but that's what society would say about us as a whole. Right. Right. What would you say? What's your viewpoint on, uh, friendships with black women? Well, you know what? I think friendships are like marriages or any other relationship. You definitely have to put work into them. You um you you have to you have to call, you have to check in. We have to spend a little time together. Now maybe not like we're dating, but we do have to spend a little time. Maybe a girls trip or a weekend. I come to you or you come to me or something. Um, And as far as black women, I would think we have like some of the best friendships and maybe I'm biased because I am a black woman, but I think when we're really in a friendship, we're in, we're all in. Like, 
like I'm checking in on you. You're checking in on me. And, you know, when you have a crisis, I'm there for you. And I'm there from beginning to end. And if it lasts for two days or 22 days or two years, we're going to see it to the end. Um, I know that all of the stuff on TV that we see, you know, as far as how black women act and, and all of that. And surprisingly, some of the real housewives and all of that, they're over 40 and over 50. Yeah. Some, and I, you know, some I of think them. that, I think that, and you made a good point because when you said you're true friends and, and so that made me look at it differently. And I think right. you're, you're absolutely right. True friends do have that. And true friends don't have the cattiness and the drama. So I think that right. sometimes we may use the word friendship too loosely. And we may right. be disappointed by someone who we thought was a friend, but they're actually more like an associate. Right. So I think it's important to define what that what person is and who that right. person means to you. Because for me, I have a very small number of people that I would call my friend. Right. But I right. have a lot of people that I I guess maybe you can say that I'm friendly with, but right. they're more of associates. And right. they wouldn't be considered somebody that's, in my inner circle or a true friend of mine. Right. I have people that I care about, you know, and if they needed something from me, I'm there. Um, and I would hope to think that it's this, the same thing, but I have, I have a small circle of women that I would consider like true friends that I would know without a doubt that they would be there for me when I need something and vice versa. Or they're the first person that I want to call if something good happens or, you know, or bad happens. To me, that's one of the indicators of my friendships. Like when something good happens, the people that, whether it's a boo or a friend, the first people I want to talk to, those are the most important people you know, to me, as far as friends. Yeah, but, do you see that it's changed, the, your friendships throughout yeah, the Yeah, you know, I think as you, as you grow, like, in your 20s and your 30s, as your life changes, um, whether it's jobs or children or spouses or just your way of thinking, then your friendships change. Because you grow differently and you stop talking, you know, every week, then it's once a month. And then before you know it, you can't talk to that person in, you know, a couple of years. And so I think over time, I've noticed it for myself. Um, I have friends that, you know, were really good friends in college. But as our lives changed, we started to grow apart. And, and I think that's okay. That doesn't mean... And you I was going to ask that question, do you feel obligated to keep in touch with those friends? Or do you feel obligated to maybe check in once a month or a couple times a year? 
Or is it you just know, one of those things where we were good friends, uh, now we're friendly or we're associates. If I need to reach out or if there's something going on and they need me or I need them, we know that we're there for each other, but it's not something that I have to make a conscious effort to, to call. You know, I I think about I, the, the one or two friends that I do have in that situ- situation and I do reach out periodically, like every couple of months when I think about it, I, um, I reach out, you know, just say, hey, how's it going or, you know, or whatever, just because I feel like, you know, at this age, you start to think about life differently. Like your, your mortality starts to become closer and closer and you start thinking about life. I don't life I don't think about mortality at all. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I think about you know why I you know why I think about it? Because I think about all the things I don't want to um have any regrets. And so like when I find myself in a slump and I go to work, come home, go to work, come home, and I'm not doing anything, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not living my life. And so same with friends. I don't want to wake up one day and I'm too sick or they're too sick or something happens and we haven't at least kept in touch. So I and try to good keep point, in touch. We just talked yeah. about that offline yesterday, I think, about yeah. just being conscious of living. And, right, and living your life. In that, in that rut. You know, I think for me, I have people that have been in my life for years and years and years, and I don't speak to them on a regular basis. And I I know a couple that I can think of right off the bat. Care for them a lot. And actually, one of them, I consider a friend. We don't talk on a regular basis. We don't talk a lot. But when we do connect, it's like we just talked last week. <laughs> right, right. So she's one of those friends that we've, we've really been there for each other in the past, like years ago when we were a little bit younger and a lot bit dumber. And we've been right. there for each other. And as we grew, we kind of grew apart. But right. I think the basis of the relationship is still there because... We, I think we both know if we needed one another, it's just a phone call away or a text away. And that's right. why we communicate sometimes, but physically talking and to, to me, her, I haven't talked to her in a while. And to me, though, that still can be a true friend because what you just said is an indicator for me. Somebody that if I don't talk to them for a year and we pick up the phone, it's like we talk every day. You oh know, yeah, and I consider me, her a true friend because she yeah. is a a I don't want to say better friend, maybe I'm gonna say a closer friend to me than some people that I that I talk to and see more than her. Right. But right. and and also I think that that is a mature friendship because right exactly mature friendships understand. That you don't have to talk every day, every week, every month. You don't have to do that. But because we all have life. 
And if we are in right. different spaces in our life where we're one may be married with kids and the other may be single and an empty nester or whatever the case is. So because you're not your your lives are not aligned or as we get older and we move and we take on new things, we may, we may not be living in the same state. So we but we still know that, hey, this is my friend. I have her back. She has mine. I don't have to right. see or talk to her. I may talk to her once or twice a year or see her once or twice a year, but I know that that's my friend. Now you have right. some that are needy and they right. need to hear from you or they need to, they need to right. see you. Right. And that's a little right. bit more difficult for me the older I get because I don't, I don't want to feel obligated to have to pick up the phone and call somebody every day or even once a week just so that they know that I'm still here. Right. And 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 I think what what happens for us is we get dis- disappointed in the friendship because we haven't defined the friendship. Yes. You know because every friend you can't respond to every friend the same way. Like right. I have some friends that is okay with me just texting and we text back and forth. Like you said, we might call a couple of times a year or whatever. And then I have other friends that, you know, you got to pick up the phone, you, right. you know, and if you just text, they think something is going on. I think you have to realize what type of friend I had a friendship with, um, with someone we met in college and she was there throughout, you know, my daughter's birth. And she was there all the time. She had a major surgery. I was there for her. Like, we were there for each other. And I realized in the relationship that I was the giver. And, you know, she was... She received all that I was giving, but she never gave to me. Like I was never able to call her when I had, you know, a a down moment or, you know, I wanted to vent about my marriage or the kids or anything. That's that just wasn't my role, you know, in the friendship. And it took a long time for me to to understand that. And it. And it wasn't because she didn't care about me or whatever. It's just that wasn't my role and I yes. never changed it. And so that's that's how and we it's hard to it's hard to change that uh, right. ten years in because we, right. we get in situations and we kind of define our roles. That's kind of who we are. And I think that that's really important because when I started off and I said society would say that we can't get along and we're this and we're that, I think that may be the case for people that are not friends. I think genuine friends understand, especially at this age, understand, well, that's not true for everybody, but right. <laughs> you would hope at this age you can understand and you can respect each other for who they are and what they are in your life and and you're right we have to foster our friendships for what they are and right but and if it gets to be too much and we can't 
I'm at the point in my life now where if it's one that I kind of need to walk away from or distance myself from a little bit, I'm okay with doing that unapologetically right. because right. we uh, we grow and we move and, and, and whereas you were the giver, you may now be in a place in your life where you need to receive some of the stuff that you gave. Right. And if right. that person can't do that, then you would have to foster that connection with someone else. Right. And that's ultimately what happened. Um, I just needed her at a point and she wasn't able to be there and she was upset because for once I needed to be the, the attraction, the center of attention and she couldn't provide that. And so we had to, we grew apart, you know, and it was partly my fault because I let that relationship go on. But I will say that as far as black women, I mean, I think our sisterhood, when we're truly friends, like true friends, I think our sisterhood is strong. I mean, when you have black women in your corner, they're there for you, supporting you. And, you know, I think about the black women in my circle who tell me, all the time, you should be doing X, Y, Z. You have the talent. You should be doing that. And they want to see me win. You know, like they're there. And I think, that's, imp- I think yeah. that's very important that we do that. And my my hope is that we could do that on a broader level. Because, right. I mean, we've each said that our, our, our circle, our true circle is small or limited. But I would hope that we get to the point where we can have a broader reach as far as the way that we support one another. Because as a whole, I've experienced it, we don't always support one another like we could and, and like we should. And I think the support is there with the true friendships, but with the friendly people and the associates, that support is not always there. And that's right, sad. Right. That's sad. It is. It and, is. Know, because it's beautiful when it happens. You know, when it when it happens. I think about when when people are behind me and supporting me, it's beautiful. So if we could do that on a broader scale, like you said, imagine what we could do for one another if we did that. If we're doing it in our little small circles, if we could broaden it out, like you said, and support one another that way, that would be beautiful. And since it has to start somewhere, I think we should try that. We should try to broaden it out. We should. We should. (laughs) I saw something else and it says that there are eight types of friendships that we should have. And it, it kind of said, you know, you need these eight types of friendships to keep the doctors away or to live like a balanced life. And I don't okay. have them all. So I'm, let's see if you have them all. So one okay. is a loyal best friend. And sometimes that loyal best friend is the only thing that is keeping you sane. So one friend that they say you must have is a loyal best friend. Uh, this okay. And this is not in any particular order. So I'm just reading down okay. the list. So two is a fearless adventurer. Three uh-huh. is 
a brutally honest confidant. Four, a wise mentor. Five, a friend from a different culture. Six, a Ooh. polar opposite. Seven, a friendly neighbor. And eight, a work pile. Ugh. Do you have well, all of these friends? <laughs> I do not. I do, okay. Not. So I feel better because I don't either. <laughs> no, I do not. Like, okay. I need to work on my life because a couple what, of them, I, I was, was like, thinking, I don't have all of these people in my life. What the hell? Like, yeah, am I, I was thinking. No, because I was thinking as you was reading a couple of them, hell, I don't want all of them women in my life. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just don't. But you know what? Like, I, I did find, I don't have all of these friendships in my life, but I did find that a couple of them I get, or a couple of these things I get in one person. Right, right. But I don't That's have absolutely. all of these people in my life. I don't. I and some of them I get from um people that may not be they may be friends but they may be something else. Like they might be a friend and a family member. You know, yeah. so I might I might get that from, you know, something else. But um no, I I don't have all of those separate friends so okay yeah i don't either <laughs> there may be one or two from that list i need to add to my entourage but i think as a whole i'm okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, think, I do think, I think that so. it is important uh-huh i think i'm good with the, the the friends that i have i think i'm yeah you know yeah you know i might can add somebody here or there for Something, but you know, at this age, though, you know, starting friendships or or whatever can be challenging, you know. So I'm I'm good where you know I'm good where I am. I just might mesh a few of y'all together. And <laughs> yeah, and, and for me, a couple of the things on that list, I I, I m multiple things on that list, I get from one friend. I'm always right. open to friendship and I I I'm I can be cordial with anybody but as Absolutely. far as a friend that's going to come into my inner circle a lot of times it's just it's instant. I almost right. know immediately oh yeah, I can mesh with this person. This is going to be a good friend of mine or it would be no, not really, but she cool. We can hang out. Right. We can do doesn't, a couple of happy hours or right. whatever. Doesn't yeah. take long to figure that out. But I think one of the important things uh, for me, a walk away from this discussion is that we should start doing something to try to incorporate something that we can support our sisters more right. across the right. board. And not our inner circle, because we do that, and we're really good at that. I would say we're right. great at that, but a farther reach, right? To across the board, and and that could be a a lot of different ways. Like, um, you know, like I said, I like to check in. That could be checking in on different people that you don't normally 
you know, check on or little things like I like complimenting women when I see them looking good or doing something good. I like to compliment women that that could sometimes when people compliment me, sometimes it's like, thank you. That was nice. But other times it touches me just because I'm having a really crappy day and I'm feeling like I look like crap. And then somebody yeah. come along and say, girl, your hair looks so nice. Or, when it's in you us know, to do that, we should definitely do it because we don't know what that person is going through or and how it can make that person feel. And I'm usually a person that follows my energy. So if it's somebody, and I may not have spoken to this person in six months, but if they're placed in my spirit, if they're placed right. on my mind and it stays there for a minute, then I'm going to reach out. And then right. sometimes it's just, I was thinking about you, haven't seen you, heard from you, and that type of thing. So yeah, the support comes on all different forms. And right. as we talk about the friendship and what made me think about having this conversation today was the finale of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is what we're going to talk about in our Ratchet Recap. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, just we need like, to talk about Where to start, where to start. First yes. of all, we talked about this for a few weeks now because we were getting the teasers about Nene's uh, breakup with her. Right. Her, her wife, Cynthia. And we finally found out what that was about. We finally found out where it stemmed from. And it stemmed from Cynthia inviting Kenya to her event. Right. Nene didn't like the fact that, one, Cynthia was invited. She didn't like the fact that, that two... I'm sorry. She didn't like the fact that Kenya was invited, number one. Number two, she didn't like the fact that Cynthia didn't tell her that Kenya was right. invited. And thirdly, right. she was livid about the fact that Kenya spoke at the event. A absolutely. What do you have to say right. about Nene? <laughs> well, I, I think it's just several things. First off, I think as an over 40, I don't even know if I was like this in my 20s or 30s, but I'm sure over 40. First off, well, let's I feel like because I remember on this show on on Candy's YouTube speak on it. Cynthia said they were both at least fifty. Right. So as and I can speak as a fifty year old woman. So first off, me and you are friends, and you have a mutual. We have a mutual friend that I don't necessarily get along with. Um, I wouldn't expect you. To report to me everything about, you know, if your friend was coming along. Now, if we were just going to be at your house and it was going to be me, you and your friend, I would hope that you would give me a heads up, you know, and say, hey, Cindy, you know, so and so is going to be here. And, you know, do you want to come or not? But if it's going to be in a setting where there's 200 people. Who cares? Like, I would think that you might would say, hey, girl, I invited Kenya or whatever. But yeah. you don't have to now, report to me. We're grown I women. Would say, 
that Cynthia did say that. She said it was going to be like over 200 people there. So she didn't feel a need to mention it. And and if it was at her home, where it was just a couple of them, she would have definitely said something. And she said the other thing was she didn't because she knows how territorial that Nene is. And she just right. did not want to have to deal with the drama. Well, for one, she didn't think Kenya was coming. I don't know if I even believed the whole thing of she didn't know Kenya was coming. But I definitely right. believe the point of her not wanting to tell Nene because Nene is so extra and Nene right. is territorial and Nene would have gotten angry had she known. Right. And right. like Cynthia said, this was really important to her. This was her event and she just didn't want to deal with it. And I don't, I don't fault her with that. And, and the right. other thing Nene said to Cynthia was you don't check Kenya when she's being messy. And I was surprised because Marlo said, well, Nene, you don't know if she does or not. You don't know what they're, they talk about when they're together. And right. uh, Nene was like, well, she doesn't. Well, when she brought it up to Cynthia, Cynthia said, well, Nene, she said, if you're talking about the whole social media thing, Kenya gets messy on social media, you get messy on social media. She was like, I don't do that. So I'm not going right. to get involved in y'all social media back and forth shenanigans. And right. I get it. And I understand that as well. I just felt like Nene was all the way wrong on this. And for right. her to, to get upset because Kenya went up there and got the mic and said something like Cynthia said, well, I didn't know she was going to do that. That wasn't planned. And, right, and and, and she, Nene went to a new level of pettiness when she said, "Because your sister, you you called your sister to get information about getting flyers for this event and to do this for the event. I helped you with that. Kenya didn't help you with that, and you let her speak." I'm like, this bitch, like for real, right? Like I think she takes like when you're friends with Nene, you have to choose her. Like, for yeah. everything. And I don't think that that's a friendship. Like, if we're friends, then you would know me and you would respect our friendship. So, like I said, you wouldn't invite me to your house without telling me. But maybe if there's 200 people and you, you're planning this whole event and you know I'm going to act crazy anyway... Maybe you just don't say anything. Like yeah. I don't I don't necessarily believe that her and Candy didn't know, but Candy found out at the last minute. But she I really don't know if I believe that whole thing or whatever. But even and if, if that was the case, I can see Nene being mad for a minute or in her feelings. But to well, but not throw mad the enough friendship away. Right. Like not mad enough to throw my friendship away. I don't even know that I would be mad enough to even make it a thing. Like, I may say something to you, like a little backhand comment, so you'll know I thought that was shady, but let's move on with life. Like, I may say something like, damn, Sonya, you couldn't tell me your girl was coming? That's foul. And then we move on with life. Like, it's, it's not that serious, but... To throw my friendship away because you're friends. Basically, she's salty because she's friends with Kenya. 
That's yes. that's where the whole saltiness comes yes. in. And is that she's actually friends is, with her. I was trying to look at it from the other side, and I was thinking, okay, so, well, who is Nene friends with? That Cynthia doesn't necessarily care about, but Cynthia doesn't make a big deal out of it. And then I was like, okay, there's nobody. Because Cynthia is grown and she's cordial and nice right. and friendly with everybody. And right. the thing is, with Nene, she has beef with so many people, it's hard to keep up. And I would be like, come on now, you can't expect for me to get mad with somebody every time. You get mad with somebody. Exactly. Like, so how do I justify that? I'm mad at you because my friend is mad at you. Like, no, we're not in high school. Like, that doesn't... I was in a similar situation. I was friends with somebody and with two friends. And they were friends with someone that didn't like me. And I guess I didn't like her. I don't even really know what our beef was, but... We we didn't communicate. Um, and they invited me out to a small, very small gathering. And she was going to be there. And they, they did tell me. But I went because I like the two of my friends. So right. I could be cordial. You know, I'm a grown-ass woman. I could be cordial. I could sit at the table. I could make small talk about the weather and grandkids or whatever. I'm too old to be sitting there with my lip poked out or mad or whatever because they wanted her there and, and I'm their friend. Like, no, if they like her, great. Like, we weren't going to be, it wasn't vacation. It was happy hour. It wasn't that serious. Like, you right. know, and that's, yeah. that's how I feel like if Cynthia was going to support her friend, that goes back to friendships. If I'm yeah. here to support you, then I'm here to support you. R regardless of who's here, I'm here to support you. It's not, it's, it's a couple of hours. I don't have to sit next to her. And even if I do, I, we don't have to, you know, talk or we're not going home together. I can, you know sensitive because I, I don't and I'm assuming something else happened or something else was said at the reunion to piss her off again but they were and this is going to the sit down that they had Nene, Tanya, Cynthia and Candy and right. Cynthia I was happy because Cynthia did like stand up for herself a little bit like I'm gonna need you to let me talk and it was my event and I invite who I want to invite to my event I'm like okay thank you Cynthia thank right. you for having a voice and speaking up for yourself because the norm for Cynthia would be always to ride for Nene right sometimes to a fault so right. I was happy that she did that but even in her standing up for herself, even in her having a voice for herself, she still apologized. Right. And that's where it went left for me is I don't owe you an apology because I invited my friend. Okay. Let's say I should have given you a heads up. Okay. I'll take that one. I should have given you a heads up. I apologize for that. But I really felt like you would, this would happen. 
And so I and and truly I do believe Cynthia when she said, Okay, well, I wasn't really sure that Kenya was gonna come because of production. Yeah, I didn't think that she knew that, but I think that maybe the day of or maybe something prior to that, or when Candy and maybe they didn't know. Maybe like Candy said, Kenya called her and said, Hey, I want you to wait for me. So we can go in together. And Candy said she rode around for like 30, 40 minutes. I believe maybe at that point she reached out to Cynthia. I don't think it right. was a plot that went on weeks right. before the event. But I think when it all comes down to it, as friendships, sometimes there are misunderstandings. Sometimes there are hurt feelings. But what I found sometimes, I've been hurt. Or maybe something has said that maybe hurt my feelings, but because I'm grown and I can and I can think and rationalize things for myself, sometimes I don't even have to go to the other person and say anything. I can work it out in my own mind and then be right. Right. I think Cynthia was very mature in the fact that she went to Nene and she apologized, even though, like you said, I don't think she really owed Nene an apology, but she did. She spoke her truth and she stood up for herself and she apologized for the whole thing of Kenya coming and Nene not knowing about it. She told, hey, Nene, I'm here for you. I love you. Even when Nene walked out, Cynthia went behind her. I would have let her go. So I feel like after that, it should have been done. And you guys right. should be good. So, right. But because they're not, I'm assuming something else was said, which it happens at the reunion because Andy is going to be asking questions. Things are going to come up and something, I guess, maybe Cynthia may have said something and maybe it rubbed Nene the wrong way again and she may. Well, you know what? At this point in my life, though, a friendship like that would be too much work for me. You know, like, that would be too much work. If every time I do something or something, I'm, oh, well, that might upset Nene. Y'all know Nene gonna go off or that at this point in my life, that's, that's too much. Like, your friendship should enhance your life, not stress it, not anything like that. Like, if I become a stressor for somebody, then... My friendship is should be null and void. Like, what am I doing? I should be enhancing your life instead of stressing and I think you that's out. Probably where Cynthia is now. I saw today she was in New York. I think she was doing one of the the Good Morning Show or something. But TMZ or somebody caught her out, and they said, "How are things with or what? Do you think you and Nene will ever be friends again?" And she said, "Listen, I never say never." maybe one day we'll be able to come together again and we'll be able to work it out or, you know, she'll call me, I'll call her, whatever she said. She said, but I don't see that happening this week or next week. Right. <laughs> like maybe one day. So I think that she is just going to let Nene have her space and do her thing. I think if they end up coming together again, she would be open for right. that too. Right. That's, yeah. that's grown woman stuff. Yes, absolutely. I I think so. So, um, you know, in the end, I, you know, I hope I hope they can work it out. But I I really just wouldn't want a friend that I that that caused me so much stress. You know, like 
Yeah. At this point in life, I'm trying to reduce my stress level, not increase it. Right. My stress is supposed to be easy. And And my negativity. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if it's negative. That definitely needs to exit out of your life. And, and, And like you said in the beginning, friendships, you do have to put work into it. But it shouldn't be that kind of work. No. No, Not definitely. at this point in life. No. Uh-uh. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. And, that, and, and I'm looking forward to, I don't know if it's coming this Sunday or next Sunday, but, you know, we'll definitely be tuning in to the reunion and we'll, we will be recapping that as well. I hope it's this Sunday because I yeah, don't want to break out. I'm, I'm ready to see it. It's this Sunday. It is. Good, I looked it good. up. It's this Sunday. So we'll be recapping next Sunday talking about the reunion because I'm sure it's going to be a hot bowl of mess. So I am sure. I am sure. <laughs> and that will take care of this week's conversation on friendship. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.